0: Sophia's Choice. Glad to uh, be
1: here.
0: <laughs> oh, so now you're trying to fuck me up a different way? <laughs> exactly. Well. You zig well, I'm going <laughs> to As As you already know, this is currently a golden girls podcast and will be for many many episodes to come uh, currently yes i am alan yes. joined by ski uh, there is someone else at the table but we'll not mention him at the, this moment being chastised <laughs> right <laughs> you have to be cast out um, <laughs>
2: exactly i'll earn my way back into your good greases
0: yeah it only takes one or two zingers to get back there <laughs> okay Challenge hit that before Ski's done telling us who directed the episode. It's very <laughs> possible. Yeah, that's kind
3: of the way things go. We'll, we'll usually get to like the first sentence yeah. and then talk for like 20 minutes mm-hmm. and then get back to the episode. That, that's
0: more or less right. But you know, in all honesty, <laughs> the feedback I generally get is that people enjoy that aspect of it. I so, think that's
3: my favorite too.
0: I would imagine that people who don't like that aspect just don't continue to listen. Yeah, You know, they they probably get through one episode and realize that we're not <laughs> Where's the
3: Golden Girls content? Right. I mean, and there are
0: some podcasts that are really laser focused on whatever their mm-hmm. topic is and that's for mm-hmm. a certain audience and there's people like us who wait till they get to the 1 hour mark before yeah. they <laughs> really start feeling Terry like Hughes. we need to. <laughs> <laughs> So, but yeah, it's uh, Original air date. (laughs) Right. Uh, But yeah, so we, uh, today we're going to be doing season four, episode three, the one that got away, Mm -hmm. doing our normal format today, Ski doing his uh, recap, and then Brent and I chiming in here and there, and our MVPs of the episode, and then our rating out of eight slices of cheesecake as we, you know, continue on this quest to find the best
3: ever. Barrel forward, as it were.
0: Yeah, we're. So,
2: even though I don't get an introduction, do I still get a vote
0: at the end? Yeah, yeah, you do. And and as you noticed, this is Brent, and and he is still here.
3: (laughs) So, see, I'm already already back in my good graces. I'm already mentioning (laughs) that you're here. Well, you technically mentioned that he was here, but you didn't say his name. That's true,
0: yeah. So, I have said his name now. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, luckily, I didn't feel like he was trying to make me say his name, because that would have been awkward. <laughs> I
3: don't
0: want him to try to pull that kind of a power play. <laughs> exactly. Henceforth known as he who remains. <laughs> right. <laughs> he doesn't get that joke. <laughs> <So>. It's okay. <laughs> it's, a, it's a joke from Loki, um, but oh, hopefully okay. sometime soon you'll watch it. I thought
3: it was just funny spe- speak. Yeah, yeah, it is, and
0: it's a good good line to bring up occasionally, so... So ski, you uh, ready to kick us off with our recap? Do I have to use my feet to kick it off? Uh, you can use the feet in your mouth, <laughs> metaphorically. Yeah. Well, I, I
1: frequently do put my feet in my mouth. <laughs> right. Yeah. Also oh, metaphorically. <laughs> I, I do Something have, you and Camden
0: have in common. <laughs> there you <we> go. Yeah. <laughs> has he gotten to that point where he's grabbing his feet? Yeah. He'll
3: grab him a little bit, but he doesn't like put him in his feet or in his mouth or anything.
0: So you put your feet in his mouth. Or you put his feet in your
2: mouth? Not exactly. Not exactly. (laughs) Just by his face. I could fit his whole foot in my mouth.
3: (laughs) I do. I do. I have kissed his little feet, though. Mm, Well, that's very
0: sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lisa's baby, Adam, he's a very cute baby, um, and he has a hair that kind of-
3: Sounds like a mohawk almost. It it really
0: looks like it. It's like his hair grows, is long in the middle, (laughs) and then short kind of and the three-quarters mark, you know, like kind of the normal baby hair around the sides. Yeah. Um, but he has some little bowling ball feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, I mean, they're tiny because they're baby feet, but they're practically as, as wide, you know, one way as they are the other. <laughs> so, uh, uh,
2: I think that's all acceptable and everything mm-hmm. until the kid starts to walk. And then once they do, like their feet are off limits.
0: Oh, you mean kissing feet? Yeah, I thought just you just meant about bowling being...
2: ball feet. No, we no, <laughs> no. <'Cause you laughs> gotta bind those things. Acknowledging no. <laughs> just a general acknowledgement of their feet. Mm, okay. <laughs> once they can walk, then they're you know persona non grata.
0: Yeah, well, because then their feet are are constantly on collecting toxins yeah. and yeah. all yeah. that stuff, stuff. Yeah, yeah. I don't care how clean you are. You know, floors are still going to be the dirtiest mm-hmm. part of a house outside of probably the toilet. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I am. Um, my wife's been out of town. And so I've been occupying my
2: time. And so i have been watching all of the Tarantino movies. Oh, okay. And I've got to use your time. Yeah. So I've gotten through all of them except for Jackie Brown. And then that's tomorrow. And I've been making my little ranking as to how I'd rank them now. Very nice. And, um, you know, he gets, a, you know, a bad rap, you know, for liking the feet and everything. Okay. Um, But I take it back,
0: it's not a bad rap. He earned that rap.
1: Oh, okay.
2: <laughs>
0: so he gets a fair rap. <laughs> he
2: does. He does. He has earned them bona fides. Mm-hmm.
0: So do you think that's a, a, I know that's a fetish that a lot of people have, or mm-hmm. at least a, a, you know, a yeah, I don't sizable enough chunk that it's a mm-hmm. kind of a thing. Yeah. Do you think that that is uh, his fetish, or do you think it's just something where...
2: No, I, th- I think he, I, th- I would, I would yeah it's a fetish okay yeah I, I, I think we discussed
0: that before it's definitely none not one of the three of
2: us have and there are definitely times when it's like okay well that's just the shot that that film needed at that particular sure. moment. but then there are other times where it's just totally gratuitous
3: <laughs> no no keep the camera there exactly <laughs> slowly raise up okay yes now
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll have to check that out the next time I watch a Quentin Tarantino movie. I, I think I've seen all of them except for Jackie Brown, mm-hmm. um, which I, there's no particular reason I've omitted that one. Mm-hmm. I just don't think I became a Tarantino fan until. Yeah. How many probably movies has he made total?
3: Is that eight or nine?
2: Uh, ten.
0: Ten. Now. Well,
1: okay.
2: if you, I'm only counting. So I've got ten on my list. Okay. Um, but I'm counting Kill Bill one and two as a single film. Okay. Uh, and then I'm adding in True Romance, um, even though he only wrote that one.
3: So. I don't even know that one. Oh, it's so good. Is it?
2: Yeah, like historically, is like, that
3: older one or <laughs> is it?
2: Yeah, yeah, uh, it was just after Reservoir Dogs, before okay. Pulp Fiction. So okay, it's amazingly good. And who I directs think, that one? Uh, Tony Scott. Okay, or Ridley Scott. Tony Scott. Oh, Tony okay. Scott. Yep. Um, but I think i got it at number four on my list. Oh currently. wow. So, but historically, Jackie Brown's always been in the top spot. Mm. So we'll see if it. It stays there. What, what's the cast. number one
0: currently? Uh, currently, it's uh, Kill Bill. Oh, okay. Um, and then uh, it's a little unfair though, since it gets uh, two movies and for the price of one.
2: Yeah, but I mean, the combined running time for the two of them is right at four hours. Oh, okay. Um, which is, you know, he's got a couple that are three and a half hours. Yeah, so that's it's what not I thinking. Far off. I don't
0: know. I have, I've seen that once, mm-hmm. maybe twice, uh, but it's been a while. Either way, it's so. really good. It's definitely worth revisiting.
3: Historically accurate, too. It
0: started because um,
2: I'd seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood when it came out, and then not since then. And then last week he released his novel, his novelization of the film. Oh, okay. And he'd never written a novel before, and I was curious. So I checked it out. I, you know, I purchased a copy. But then I was like, well, before I read this, I want to rewatch the movie once. Um, and then like the second time, you know, I loved it so much more. Like the first time, I was like, oh, that was a good movie. But then the second time, I was like, holy hell, that's a great movie. And then the book was even better. Yeah, well, see, I
0: remember you being kind of lukewarm on it when it came out, mm-hmm. but I think that's. You know, we've talked about this a lot of times. You go into something with such high expectations mm-hmm. yeah. that it's it's sometimes almost impossible for a movie to meet yeah. them the first time around. Yeah,
2: and it was also just it wasn't what I was expecting. Not just from a quality perspective, but just from a plot perspective. Oh yeah, and I wasn't really expecting it to be that kind of movie. Yeah. So going into it, knowing it's like, okay, I'm just going to be hanging out with these people for you know three hours, three and a half hours. So, mm-hmm.
0: so I enjoyed it a lot more. Oh, well, good. I'm glad so, that uh, I'm glad it lived up to yeah. your expectations after the fact. Yeah, yeah. So I'm kind of sad I didn't get through uh, Jackie Brown before you know we recorded this because you know I was gonna like share my ranking with you. Oh, so. well, I'll be looking forward to next week. Uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe in like three weeks you'll have finished <laughs> it, it up and then you maybe. can tell us if uh, Jackie Brown still exactly. retains got, the number one spot.
2: They got us working doubles at the coal mine, so <laughs> 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 have a lot of I'm sure of you're time.
0: getting all that overtime pay though, right? Exactly. Because you're union but, reps. But at what a cost. <laughs> 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 Well, you know what? Sometimes you have to give a little bit, and if that happens to be black long, you know, you got to be a company man. (laughs) Exactly. Well, I did want to mention we got a a few new uh, interactions, or a couple new interactions Mm -hmm. from uh, from listeners. One is a a new—I don't know if she's a new listener per se, Mm -hmm. but uh, newly interacting with us anyway. Okay. Uh, Letting her voice be heard. Yes, exactly. Uh, Jennifer Balbo. Okay. uh, She started off by sending that uh, message that she's binged. Binged it for the last two weeks easily. I had made a post uh, talking about us hitting eight thousand listens, mm-hmm. and it got liked by several people. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think this was a comment on that specific post. Okay, gotcha. And I said, you know, thanks, uh, thanks for listening to our foolishness, and uh, you certainly helped us get to the eight thousand mm-hmm. mark. And now yeah. we're you know heading towards nine. Absolutely. Um, she said, uh, I love listening to your nonsense. I find it refreshing over the other Golden Girls pods, uh, quite frankly. But I think that's also because even at fifty, I have the sense of humor of a twelve year old. Oh nice. Yeah, so I said she's definitely then right a we'll little more mature than us then. Well I was saying <laughs> that she's definitely right in our target audience. <laughs> exactly. So, um, and exactly.
2: Because I'm definitely more comfortable conversing with peers than I am the youths. Right, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. You want someone who's who's, you know, in our general age range. Yeah. Um, but with our general sensibility. Yeah. <laughs>
2: like, like, like I don't think like if you're you know, you're on some form or something like that, you do the drop down for the age range. Mm-hmm. Like me and Jennifer are in the same little bracket. Right. There. Yeah. Um, I think you two are like a bracket younger than me.
0: I don't know. Maybe. I guess it depends on how how large the brackets are. Yeah. Because yeah. if they go in five year increments, then mm-hmm. you'd be pretty close. Yeah. Uh, so, but either way, we're, we're all, I, I think once you. I almost think forty to sixty is a bracket, mm-hmm. um, or at least forty to fifty. Then you know, yeah. fifty-one to sixty. I don't know. I but think forty to sixty. I think so. That age. Well, because <laughs> you figure forty to sixty, you're probably on the back end of having kids, mm-hmm. um, and you are probably not quite to retirement age yet. Mm-hmm. So I think you're pretty much in the same place yeah. Yeah. during that. You One know. of
3: my best friends at work. She's I think fifty-two now. Mm-hmm. We talk all the time. Get along just fine. So.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. Well, like, I know normally you hate old people. No, I'm just saying
3: it's like talking to you guys. Oh, like, okay. For me,
0: yeah. really?
3: <laughs>
2: she hasn't reported you to HR. Okay. Well,
3: you know, she probably wouldn't. <laughs> Do you have one of them? I've flag- definitely said some things that she could if exactly. she wanted to. Do
2: you have one of them flags on the podcast? or are like 18 and up only.
0: No, I do not, but it does have the explicit uh, label on it, so I I don't think there's any way for us to specifically prevent someone, and I wouldn't want to. I don't think Mm -hmm. anything that we talk about is... So salacious that someone who is a teenager and above yeah, would, yeah. you know. Yeah. I mean, Ski has described a couple of things that were definitely untoward. Would you say <laughs> vagina?
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so.
0: I, there's nothing wrong with saying vagina or talking about a vagina. I think talking about Pussy. toys that you purchased, <laughs> yeah. that's that's where maybe is where I'm like. Crosses kind of, a line or two? Yeah, perhaps.
3: Yeah. So. Sorry to anyone if I offended the.
2: And, and Kudos to Jennifer, you know, mm-hmm. a lady of a certain age who sees the explicit, you know, warning and still
4: goes ahead it it yeah. Yeah. yes yeah
2: open-minded yay i like that
0: so thank you all she did we we had a little you know a uh, conversation back and forth um i was saying how she likes the fact that we go off on tangents she mm-hmm. says it reminds her of like her conversations with her friends okay and i said you know i think our episodes are about 50 50 but i think mm-hmm. some of our best episodes are maybe more like 25 percent on oh, topic God. and 75 <laughs> percent off uh and she uh she said that she would give us uh she said she can't rate us on iTunes. Or she doesn't have iTunes, so she can't give us a rating there. Me neither, Jennifer. Yeah. Your, so. your
2: stock is rising in my book. She said she'd <laughs> give us at least
0: seven slices out of eight. Nice. Um, so I, I think that's a very solid rating. Exactly. But she like did, I also think that Ski's the one who cost us the eighth slice. Probably still. <laughs> probably oh boy, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> she says uh, she has kind sentiments for Brent, but I don't know specifically what kind sentiments. And then yeah. she says, has a little smiley face and says JK. Oh. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how to take that. But Just kidding, not right. kind. <laughs> Jennifer sending me on an emotional roller coaster. <laughs> <Right. laughs> um, but she did correct one small uh, thing. It, it's pretty unusual for Brent to for me to find any correction on Brent. There was that one time where you mentioned a, um, I know I think a a white man as being a black woman actress.
2: Oh yeah the the Jackson Cheyenne Jackson yeah that's right
0: um, so that was one small error and then this one. I wonder if you'll agree with it. She said that she was at the point where she was. uh, um, She finished the episode where I had done the deep dive on Amos and Andy. Okay. And she said that actually Jimmy James gave Andy Dick's character the uh, Fibber McGee and Molly show, not Amos and Andy. She is one hundred (laughs) percent correct. So that that's a person after your own heart. I would think someone that has that uh, that much knowledge of that show. Absolutely. So
2: yeah, I can't believe I. Yeah, she's absolutely right. I can't believe I. Fibber that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, but, yeah,
0: that's a, quite unusual for, you know, anything to come up. You're such a, a reliable font of information thank that I, I was surprised to see one. And I was like, well, I'm not going to go back and verify, but I bet Brent <laughs> no, will remember that. if, I, <laughs> <laughs> if no. I ask him. <laughs>
2: no, I definitely, you know, I got that one wrong. So thank you. But Perfect. anyway,
0: so that's all I have for today, though. Okay. So, so go ahead and hand it off to Ski then. Sorry. All for, right. Sorry. So are you guys ready? Yep, I'm ready. Sure,
3: sorry. All right, season four, episode three, uh, The One That Got Away. Uh, That one originally aired on October 29th, 1988. It was written by Christopher Lloyd and directed by Terry Hughes. Very nice. Uh, Oddly, and not (laughs) so commonly, we open on the lanai. Uh, We see Rose, Dorothy, and Sophia uh, are playing cards. Uh, Sophia attempts to uh, cheat by telling Rose that her shoe is untied and then points out that the neighbor is walking around naked. Although they uh, initially turn to look, Dorothy catches her mother looking at uh, Rose's cards and kind of slaps her hands then says that it's the third time they caught her cheating mm. <laughs> and that she's out of the game. Uh, Sophia claims that you know, at her age, she's allowed to cheat you know, and take money from your daughter's purse. Right. Realizing that she just kind of tattled on herself, uh, she pretends to go answer the phone. Uh, Rose asks Dorothy how she knew Sophia was cheating or trying to cheat. And she explains that the, na- the neighbor uh, never walks around entirely naked. He's always wearing a Boy Scout neckerchief, but in various places.
0: Yeah, never in the same place twice, which, I mean, I guess there's a lot of places you could put a neckerchief on. I mean, yeah. you have two arms, two legs, a <laughs> neck, and, you know, of course... Left you're, thigh prison style. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? Is that you're taken or something or I'm not sure. I mean you figure a ring on your left hand means you're taken. Mm-hmm. So perhaps uh Dan on your left leg is saying could be. Well I don't think it also may be for gangs. Do you think that if either of you ended up uh, finding out you getting sentenced to prison time? Mm-hmm. Um yeah. Let's say it was a situation where you plea bargain. You you knew for sure you were going to jail, but you also had a little time to put your affairs in order.
3: Suicide immediately.
0: (laughs) Do you think that you would hire somebody, like a consultant, um, to, I don't know, give you the ins and outs? Like, I know we've seen, there's been movies and whatnot that have talked, but I know there are real people that do that. uh,
3: Literally, Alexis and Eddie were watching Get Hard last night. Oh, really? (laughs) With Kevin Hart and Will Ferrell about that exact situation. (laughs)
0: So yeah, do you think you'd want somebody's advice on how to make it through time and you know the stony lonesome? No, I don't think so. Just because um, like I kind of help you know quickly
2: stuff moves out here mm-hmm. like their prison terms could be outdated uh. like, you know like they're telling me it's like well back in the 20s we called them the clink uh, i don't know i
0: think if you're going to a 100 year old man <laughs> i mean it'd be even older than that you yeah. know if he was in prison in the 20s <laughs> so, so yeah i think if you're going to a 100 year old man yeah i wouldn't necessarily trust his uh, his advice yeah i don't know i, I feel like I don't know how much good it would do me. I think it would probably mm-hmm. more than anything just make me that much more mm-hmm. nervous and dready. And I, I hope if I ever commit a crime that is white-collar enough, I go mm. to a yeah. minimum security type place and not the, you know, I don't know, Attica.
1: <laughs> 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 so, Got fulsome <a> prison. <laughs> right.
0: Uh, but we'll see. Yeah, you know, The the day is young. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I hope you just don't do anything that gets you in prison. Yeah,
0: I don't think I will. What but-
3: would it do to our listeners, Alan? You so know, disappointed they would disappear
0: because nobody else knows how to post. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I was wondering if if something crazy happened, and I mean, I guess the only thing I can say is like, if I were to die, or if, if, if any of the three of us were to die, mm-hmm. and we were on like episode 25 of season 7, <laughs> so we had like <laughs> one episode left to finish it, do you feel like you would feel compelled to still go ahead and finish it to get it out there and feel like you completed this and... Did it maybe for the person who passed away in an yeah. untimely manner? Yeah. In, on, I would hope that life. you guys
3: would finish if I died. You, you'd Even like today, if I died right <laughs> now, I See, hope you would finish it out
0: the next few seasons. I don't know. I feel like that uh, I could do the one or two episodes to finish it out mm-hmm. and then, you know, do like our wrap up, you know, mm-hmm. of all of it for a the, somber. Uh, for the
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, so Ski passes after episode 24 mm-hmm. of season seven. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then we go through and we do our. You know, recap and everything like that, and we figure out who the the winner for the season is. Would you put an asterisk next to that because it didn't have skis? Vote for the final episode or two.
4: Yeah, I'd have
0: to. I mean, I guess it'd have to be that we. Hopefully, it wouldn't be something we're like that was the best episode of the entire series. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> they stuck the landing, right? <laughs>
3: it's just. 30
2: minutes right. of St. Olaf jokes and Billy Barty. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then, right at the very end, Mickey Rooney comes in. We Golden perfection, it. if there ever was one. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. See, if it happened like soon, like if it were to happen now with yeah, know, three and a half seasons left, like if you die, I want to forget it as quickly as possible. But if I do this every <laughs> week for months and months and months, then I'll keep being reminded of you. So, well, what
3: if, you know, I created like some kind of cardboard cutout of myself that can mm. just sit here, and you guys can look over it and talk to it. Like I <laughs> <podcast at> Bernies. <laughs> yes. Well, that's the thing. Or better yet, my corpse <laughs> could sit here. Oh, we
0: could have it laminated so yeah. that it'll stay fresh.
3: Mummified, <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. even.
0: But yeah, I don't know. Let's hope that we make it through the next, uh, you know, whatever couple years that we need to get through to to mm-hmm. finish off the series, um, without having to resort to. to mm. <laughs> To doing it with the dead man. <laughs> yeah. so. Anyway, so you can go ahead. Not back. to make
3: light of death. I mean, right. It's a serious affair, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, neckerchief. Mm-hmm. Various <laughs> places. <laughs> yes. <Neckerchief>. Uh, <laughs> uh, just then, a bright light shines over uh, past the girls from above. Uh, and at this point, it's only Rose and Dorothy outside. Uh, Rose uh, believes she saw a UFO, but Dorothy dismisses it as likely just a plane. Rose, however, isn't convinced. And says that they should probably contact the authorities. Dorothy says, you know, she's gonna go pack a bag for Rose for when the aliens come, come back and take her away. Uh, she then walks into the house and uh, sits right next to an obviously amused Blanche mm-hmm. to read a magazine. Doesn't even go to pack a bag like she said. I know it's totally lied, you know.
2: It does make you wonder, like, <laughs> did they invite Blanche out to play cards with him, and she's like, No, I want to read my magazine. Right. Like, or do they like intentionally explain? Well, she her.
3: was on the phone, she says. So, right? So I don't know, maybe she was uh, on the phone right when they were talk- playing. Okay, maybe. Uh, but Blanche's uh, little squeaks and giggles are enough to prevent uh, Dorothy from concentrating. <laughs> so she asks her if she's in a good mood. Blanche says, something like, Oh, you can always see right through me. Right. Uh, Blanche explains that she just talked to a man uh, that she had known in college named. Uh, Ham Lushbow, or Lushball, right? Yeah. Uh, she explains how smart and attractive he is, and you know that he'll be her date at the upcoming museum ball. Uh, Dorothy reminds her that another man had postponed his kidney transplant surgery to attend that with her. Uh, Blanche does not, however, see a problem with that. <laughs> right. No, no conflict. Blanche continues her story about Ham, uh, how he was a football and academic star, and uh, how much she and her uh, sister Virginia tried to win his affections. Back in the day, she tells her that uh, on the night of homecoming game, uh, she finally asked uh, him to share the night with her, and he simply responded, maybe some other time, Blanche. Right. Uh, Dorothy doesn't see that as being overly cruel or rude, but Blanche explains that uh, he actually did have the band spelled out on the football field.
0: Yeah, that would definitely take some coordination, Um, and you'd really have to be quite the star of the football team to have the band be willing (laughs) to... Go through that kind of trouble.
3: Exactly. It's a long sentence for that too. <laughs> right.
2: Exactly. But it's also one of those things that you know Blanche is like, "Hey, you want to do it?" And he's like, "Hold that thought." Yeah. And then he goes off and he coordinates. <laughs> he gets the marching man to learn their routines, and then he comes back an hour says, and a
0: half later. Yes. Exactly. Well, maybe the marching man was the true star of that uh, that school. You know, it was <laughs> yeah. One of those schools, and maybe the football team was only mediocre, but the yeah. marching man was what the fans came out for because so. they were able to do almost like the Jumbotron type style where you just type it in and then they're you know off and running with their you know all what, right everybody we practice for this yeah start with an A,
3: an <laughs> M I guess in this case right. Uh, Blanche finally admits that uh, she wants to go out with him uh, to perfect her record right because he was the one that got away right. Mm-hmm. Uh, stating that he was uh, the one man she couldn't conquer, Blanche uh, may be in for a bit of a disappointment though. Uh, citing a romance that uh, she once had that was ruined by the man's wife who basically brutalized him uh, when she found out about the fair dumping his limp body in the river. (laughs)
0: Mm -hmm. I mean, it seems reasonable.
3: Uh, Mm -hmm. I think she even says she grabbed him by... Oh, she said Destiny um, interfered, right? Something like that. And that was her name, Destiny. Oh, yeah.
2: Destiny intervened. Mm. She's like, oh, are you referring to his wife, Destiny? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah, I think Dorothy was even just kidding about that, but that turned out to be the case.
0: Yeah, there's a couple names they mentioned early on in this episode uh, that I just, I don't know, the writers think we're having some fun with it. I mean, there was Fabrizio, I think is the one that you're referring to. And then there was uh, someone named Cooley that they were talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, she
3: was talking about uh, UFOs Don't Fly Over Miami. Only uh, Farms in Kentucky.
0: Right, with someone named Cooley. And then, of course, Ham. (laughs) I mean, I assume there's like Hampton or Hamilton, or I guess there'd be some names, Hammond maybe. Yeah. um, Which I think even later in the episode, Rose asks him what Ham is short for, but we never get an answer to it. Uh, But, yeah, there's there's definitely some odd names uh, being thrown around.
3: Well, she finishes by saying that uh, you don't see that side of Sicily on the postcards. (laughs) Right. Which was, I think, my favorite line of that show, of that episode. But uh, we change scene. then, we see uh, Dorothy walking down to the lanai. And she sees Rose uh, attempting to signal a UFO with a flashlight onto a pipe hand. Uh, she apparently learned that trick from a, uh, uh, the St. Olaf time. Right. And uh, she makes a little joke there. Uh, Dorothy asks, what's the St. Olaf time? And Rose goes in and say, well, it's some such and such time now. You subtract an hour. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah, I thought that was actually a funny joke. Um, I mean, it seemed like, it to me, I didn't feel like it seemed like a Rose dumb joke. I thought it seemed more like a Rose dad joke, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. uh, especially like she, since she, she literally it, just then, said, yeah.
3: Uh, Dorothy continues her efforts to convince Rose that she did not see a UFO. <clears throat> Excuse me, and Rose reveals that she would actually already contacted military personnel about the sighting. Mm-hmm. Dorothy is a bit upset by this, saying that, you know, the story is bound to end up on the tabloids. Uh, just then, Blanche runs out in her uh, big evening gown searching for compliments for on her appearance. Rose does tell her how nice she looks, but uh, apparently that isn't enough. Uh, Dorothy then basically pads it down by basically say, calling her the picture of beauty. Mm-hmm. I think she says something along the lines of no one has ever looked so beautiful, <laughs> nor will anyone ever look so beautiful.
0: Yeah, Yeah, there was a line prior to that, though, that was I don't know I think probably one of the harshest burns that I've ever heard them say towards a uh towards someone not on the show uh-huh. uh, because when Rose oh, is trying yeah, to justify either. that it's a UFO mm-hmm. she says well it wasn't a plane planes aren't that thin or that bright and then Dorothy responds neither is Oprah Winfrey but that doesn't make her a flying saucer yeah <laughs> which I was like <laughs> I wonder where the hatred towards Oprah Winfrey <laughs> came from Sweet. I mean she wasn't America's sweetheart quite yet at the time yeah. um but she was, she was, you know, moving in the well. right direction. Yeah. yeah. Well respected, I would think, but
3: yeah. Uh, maybe
0: she was a Phil Donahue fan, and so. Could or, be. Could be. <laughs> I think he's still alive, isn't he? I don't think so. I think he died relatively recently, though, sure. like within the last several
4: mm. years. Mm. Okay.
3: But uh, her her compliments then seemed adequate. Yeah. Mm. Uh, the doorbell uh, rings, and Blanche goes to get it. Uh, actually, I think ultimately. Uh, Sophia opens it, but she's very nervous. Sophia then opens the door, and a rather round, uh, bald man walks in. Blanche's face kind of drops in disbelief. Sophia makes a few snide remarks, and uh, Ham admits that, you know, he's packed on a few extra pounds since they lost saw, saw one another. Mm-hmm. Uh, as they exit, Rose comments that uh, she hopes to see more of him. Mm-hmm. Dorothy then covers her mom's mouth to block the next remark.
0: Yeah, I think it was nice. It's too bad Dorothy didn't do a little more of that when Blanche's little girl came to town. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's
2: a good point. I didn't even consider that.
0: Oh, and, and Phil Donahue is still alive, you're correct. Oh, nice. Still alive and kicking at 85.
1: Nice.
3: Good for him. He's actually younger than I thought. Mm-hmm. I would agree. Uh, they discuss how different Ham looked from the pictures that Blanche was showing I agree about how he thought. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, Dorothy says that sometimes people just you know lose their attractiveness over time. So say what? Guilty. You saying I have? As no, I'm saying I am. Whatever. Whatever. You're as beautiful as the day you were born. <laughs> it's not saying much. <laughs> I bet he was a beautiful
2: baby. <laughs> I was born at Clint Howard. I stayed at Clint Howard.
0: <laughs> so, would your sister be the Ron Howard of the family then? She would be. Mildly more attractive, significantly more talented? I don't know. Have
3: you seen Clint Howard? Uh, yeah. I... <laughs> Well, Ron Howard. I mean, granted, he's not, it, he's not a beautiful person, but uh, <laughs> he was a, he was a cute kid.
0: Yeah, he was a cute kid. But so was Clint Howard. Clint Howard was wasn't he? a hideous kid. Well, he was.
3: He was a hideous kid.
0: He wasn't as hideous a kid as he was a man. Or is a man. <laughs> <laughs> he was not as cute a kid as as Ron Howard. But you, you the see... disparity is is greater now <laughs> than it was then.
2: Did you see his uh, his Star Trek episode? No, I never Clint have seen Howard's. that. Spy. Pull that up real quick while you're finishing your
0: thought. But okay.
3: Numi
2: will appreciate this, and <laughs> <laughs>
3: I am really curious now too. I never knew he was on Star Trek.
0: Yeah, well, so anybody out there that's listening now, you know, Ski, you can go along with the recap, but you know, keep maybe take a quick look on a Wikipedia or whatever—not Wikipedia, <laughs> but your search engine of choice—to um, <laughs> find a picture of Clint Howard on Star Trek.
3: Well, anyway, Sophia explains that in Sicily, beautiful people were uh, tended to so they wouldn't, you know, slip or uh, lose their attractiveness. Oh, he's got it?
0: Oh, you got it up now? Yeah. So, baby Clint Howard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. That's, so, he's not a Ferengi. He's just an ugly child. <laughs>
3: Is that really him? Yes, it's really him. I
0: was—I guess I was expecting it to be like Deep Space Nine or Next Generation, like an adult Clint Howard. I didn't realize I, I was so going to get the child Clint Howard.
2: Because <laughs> he was a baby when Star Trek came uh,
0: out. Okay, wait. Yeah, I guess you did just say Star Trek. You didn't add any of the yeah. modifiers uh, for the newer series. <laughs>
3: Is that without makeup? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. He saved a fortune on makeup that week.
0: Leonard <laughs> got an extra set of ears. <laughs> I, I, I like to think that uh, they had cast Ron Howard to do it, but then they're like, we're going to have to really ugly it up. But wait a second. <laughs> we have another option because our budget's I, I, a little slim.
3: I like to think that uh, they had Ron cast and they say, no, we need it uglier. And the parents
2: say, whoa, whoa, whoa wait, we've got a backup. <laughs>
3: um um, we don't usually bring him out but
2: (laughs) so when tenacious d released their first album Mm -hmm. they were on letterman or conan one of the two okay um and he was interviewing them and then like he pulled up the album cover and he was like (laughs) um so uh how are you able to uh hire this fella or something along those lines was
3: it the devil yeah, yeah. And it was um <laughs> It's like a
2: you know, goat like, man. Yeah, like goat feet and everything like that. And he said something along those lines and they were like, That's a funny story. So it was our photographer's daughter who <laughs> 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 I just really I thought that was amusing and that I remember that for twenty years now.
3: <laughs> it's a good album. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I'm a fan of Jack Black. I can't even remember the name of the other member of Tenacious. Kyle Gas. Kyle Gas. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I or Glass.
3: It's Gas. It's Gas. It's Gas. Okay. I could probably almost sing verbatim that album. Wow, it's okay. impressive.
2: <laughs> sing it slowly.
3: <laughs> Parts of it. <laughs>
0: I like to hear the naughty songs. Slowly. <laughs> well, that'll be another podcast. Um <laughs> AMSR. One.
3: Right. I'd probably have to have something start me off, though. I couldn't just jump into it. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay.
4: Yeah.
3: But once I get started, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> that's... Anyway, so, yeah, she mentions that in, in uh, Sicily, <laughs> they kind of tended to the beautiful kids and yeah, made right. sure that didn't uh, ugly it up. Uh, then she mentions how happy they were when uh, Dorothy was born. Uh, as that consumes our attention although it caught me something afterwards mm-hmm. was dorothy born in sicily i didn't think so i thought she lived no, it her whole life in, been in
0: yeah new york mm-hmm.
3: so question mark right
0: yeah well maybe they lived in the sicilian district of new york <laughs> little sicily the yeah. little sicily of little Italy.
1: yeah
3: exactly Possibly. So basically That's, their building
0: mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> uh she and rose uh leave the room and the doorbell rings just as a side note um
2: you mentioned earlier about True Romance, or I guess I mentioned it. <laughs> you said you never seen it or whatever. Right. Um, it has the um, – there's a scene in there where they discuss Sicilians, and it's a lengthy scene. It's like probably eight minutes or whatever, and it's Dennis Hopper and Christopher Walken. Oh, really? Know, going that's a good combo. Yeah. Um, but anyways, so like going – for because that's fresh in my mind, you guys are talking about, you know, the Sicily, and I'm thinking about that Sicily, that story. So Very nice. But anyway, you should definitely check out True Romance if you've not seen it. Okay. I'll put it I on I know Christopher
3: Walken's been in a few of his movies. Mm-hmm. Has uh, Dennis Hopper been in more?
2: No, nah, that was the only one he did. I think he passed shortly thereafter. Oh, okay.
3: But uh, doorbell rings. Um, Dorothy answers it. And uh, it's a major baker who, uh, you know, that's the person that Rose had talked to on the phone. Right. Who asked a few follow-up questions about uh, the object they saw. Uh, he then confirms that uh, she uh, did indeed see the UFO. Mm-hmm. So...
0: Yeah, I thought it was odd, though. He really... I mean, Grant did ask a couple questions that, you know...
3: Basically, descriptions of the object and stuff. Right,
0: and then just went ahead. And and I felt like there should be more questioning uh, for
3: such
1: a (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's a pretty big
3: uh, reveal at the end, too. Right. Although, UFO just means it's not identified. Right, So, it's really not that big a deal that people make of it. Uh, But the uh, opening... Uh, to his little questions there, was probably the funniest part of his scene. Mm-hmm. He says, is it uh, Ms. Zbornak? And she's like, oh, yes. Yes, it is, actually, because he's like all dressed in his nice outfit. Right. Because so she comes and uh, <laughs> cozies up next to him, right? And they said, good, good, because I already checked that box on my phone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, that was... <laughs> odd pause there, sorry. It's we okay. changed scenes. Uh, Blanche and Ham now arrive home uh, talking about the great time they had had their date. Uh, she invites him in, and they talk for a bit. Uh, he tells her that he's even, she's even prettier uh, than when he knew her back in college, uh, and that uh, he hasn't had that much fun in a long time. She again, you know, despite you know the fact that he's you know a bit heavier and bolder, asks him to spend the night, and he uses the same old line to reject her. Mm-hmm. And then he leaves, and uh, she's left kind of looking confused and let down.
4: Right. Uh,
3: that was a short scene, so we change again. We see uh, Rose is then joining uh, Dorothy out on the lanai. Dorothy is looking up to the sky with binoculars. Uh, they both talk about the possibility of life in the universe, and Rose wonders if uh, other species could stop the aging process, kind of like the movie Cocoon. So that was topical. Do you know when that come out? It came out?
4: Uh, that
0: was around 85, uh, I think.
3: Yeah. So it would have been a few years prior. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They caught on a VHS. Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> that's mm-hmm. pretty good, yeah. Dorsey says that she uh, likes her life, though, and, and starts to realize, though, as she starts to think about all the things about she would cha- wouldn't change, mind changing, and then yells, beam me up! <laughs> Talk about, like, uh, she's a teacher, a substitute teacher, a divorce substitute teacher. <laughs> right, yeah. Divorce substitute teacher can't, afo- can't afford to live on her own. <laughs> <laughs> Dorothy tells Rose that uh, Major Barker confirmed that they did in- indeed see a UFO. Uh, Rose follows Dorothy into the kitchen, talking about all the wonderful things a possible alien species might uh, be able to provide to mankind, uh, including, you know, a new plotline to Alf. Yeah. yeah, I
0: thought it was funny. i, only, I always heard there's the for comedy the rule of three, where you know you tell three funny or three things, and then it's like the I don't know for whatever reason. Three things in a row makes it funnier than two, or, or a different number. Like four mm-hmm. is too long, two's not enough. Yeah. And I felt like there should have been a, a third thing in there because yeah. she said, you know, they could cure all diseases, they could give us new plot lines for Alf. Mm-hmm. I felt like there should have been a second, like, ju- you know, like real thing in there, and yeah. then the Alf, and it would have been a little yeah. funnier. I like the line, but it just mm-hmm. felt like it was just slightly off to me. Something?
2: Yeah, yeah. It's um. <clears throat> so as far as the rule of three goes, it's basically, <clears throat> so. You you say the first thing in the list, okay, mm-hmm. and then you say the second thing, and then as humans, we're just conditioned to spot the pattern, right? It's so like, okay, I see the pattern, so obviously the third thing is going to be this, and then the joke is something different because it's unexpected or it's oh, not okay. what you anticipated.
0: Then that's why you laugh.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas there is no pattern, <clears> there's <throat> just two. Exactly. Exactly. Oh,
0: very nice. Well, thanks for explaining the rule of three. That's okay. And that it makes total sense. Yeah. Um, when I was a lad, I'd. I'd read a book about um, basically like how to
2: use humor when you're classroom training.
0: Oh, okay. And everything and when so, you were
2: a lad. When I was a lad, yes. <laughs> you know, back when I was eight, I got my first <laughs> instructor position.
0: <laughs> I mean, I know you were a, a well-read young man, you know, Priscilla Presley at summer camp and whatnot. Exactly. But I didn't realize you were doing uh, instructional manuals back then. <laughs> exactly.
3: <laughs> it's fun reading. I don't yeah. think you should knock it. You know. <laughs>
0: I don't know. In a way, it's almost where you're going with it would have almost made it more sad to me, though, because I thought you're going to be like, yeah, I read a book when I was eight about making friends. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so I'm glad that it's, uh, you know, yeah. probably as a lad, it's just a younger yeah. adult man. <laughs> <Yeah>. but,
3: uh, <laughs> uh, so Dorothy immediately points, though, to the uh, potential for horrible con- intentions to kill mankind. I think she even says... Uh, they have suckers to rip off your face or something, right? <laughs> Just to go back to the book mm-hmm. <laughs> for a second. So,
2: I mean, you knew me then, you knew I was training and everything, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. um, so the reason, like, I didn't pick up the book so I could be funny in the classroom or whatever. Okay, I picked it up because they were complaining to. One of the supervisors, not the students themselves, but one of the supervisors was complaining to one of the managers that I was joking around in class too much. Uh So I got the book. That way, if they (laughs) called me on it, I could say, but look at these studies. They have
3: shown that. (laughs) (laughs) So it was a
0: it was a CYA type thing. Yeah,
3: (laughs) I like that. That's a that's brilliant.
0: No, it's. It tells you something about Brent, though, I think, in general. that He didn't buy the book to better himself. He just bought the book in right order to have someone throw in someone else's face if need be.
3: But he did read it, at least. Yeah, yeah. He got no, through enough of it.
0: <laughs> I No, not a liar. I'll definitely say that. I don't think I can ever remember a time where you uh, specifically lied. <laughs> you may be honest to a fault at times. <laughs> so, but... Anyways, but yeah, that's great. <laughs>
3: I'm sorry, like
0: you know, we talked about
3: this. Story. I think you would probably make a great instructor, though. Thank I think you. honestly that yeah, he was. level he was. of humor would actually make things stick better.
0: Uh, burn was always a good trainer for my experience. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I can't finish it. Um, so. <laughs>
2: It's not as funny now.
1: (laughs)
0: So do you feel like you just can't get through it? Should we move on? Yes, please. All right, we're we'll going with the recap. We'll see if Brent can compose himself to the point where he can finish the story that Fair is enough. almost almost certain to fall short of the build
2: up. You let me know when you're ready, sir. I will shut up. You can proceed.
0: this is his, uh, this is his. Uh, quentin tarantino hollywood <laughs> land movie right here in retrospect it'll still be great but the build-up now is so high <laughs> uh,
1: exactly.
3: and then the dad tomato said ketchup <laughs> he did indeed
0: so yeah we go ahead with the recap and we'll see if brent's able to tell us by the end
3: <laughs> uh I don't know if I said this already. Dorothy tells Rose that uh, the major did. Uh, oh no, I had not said this part. Uh, she talks about the possible for you know horrible things to happen right. if, if aliens ever came. Dorothy then tells Rose that the major instructed them both to remain silent about the sighting, not tell anybody.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, Blanche then enters the uh, the room and uh, asks what they were discussing. Rose explains that you know the subject of aliens never came up. Right. <laughs> very very. Uh, Stealthy. Yeah, yeah. I, I
0: love the Dorothy gave her the little like okay yeah. symbol. Like she good job, really. exactly.
2: <laughs> and a little wink. Yeah, <laughs> and I thought they were gonna respond. That's a damn lie. You were just
3: talking about Alf. <laughs> <laughs> Blanche then tells him how she was turned down again by Ham. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dorothy points out, you know, that she didn't uh, really even find him attractive. So what's the big deal? Right. Uh, but Blanche explains that the rejection was even more hurtful since he's fat and bald. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Despite their attempts to kind of calm her down. Uh, Blanche doubles down on her efforts to seduce Ham. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys,
2: sorry, just as a side note. Have you guys ever experienced rejection from something you were like, what the hell? <laughs> um, like, it does have to be like this situation where it's like an individual, but it's like, you know, oh, I'm. Applied for this job that was so shitty, but I just had to have
0: a job. I mean, I've never been rejected like, yet by anything or anyone. Off no. <laughs> 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 the top of my head, I can't think of one. <laughs> I've had I've never been rejected by anyone.
2: People are literally kicking down bathroom stalls
3: to be right. my friend. <laughs> Uh-huh. Which is the common gesture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I destroyed five bathrooms for you. <laughs> you okay? <laughs> I just
0: like to think that that's the way Brent made all of his friendships. Is to bust off a bathroom door. Like, it's you know, listen, no hanky-panky. There's no funny business. He's just looking for a pal to go see a movie with. <laughs> so. Exactly. You
3: don't know what atrocities I have wrought. Yeah. So.
2: So on the plus side, you know, I got eight new friends yeah. on, the, on the minus, and I'm now being from Arby's. Yeah, I'd say it's a good
0: trade-off. Probably not all Arby's, probably just
2: a specific location. The Indiana location.
0: Yeah. So as long as you're willing to head over to Illinois, you can still get your roast beef and cheddar. So.
2: And I couldn't tell you the last time I actually had Arby's. I
0: had it somewhat recently, um, but probably only two or three times in the last Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know six months or more yeah it's been infrequent to say the least yeah even like I've never been like a huge um you know Arby's goer
2: but like I've never had like fish or chicken from there it's always been nothing but roast beef I've
0: had some variation of the roast beef I like their chicken they used to have a couple different chicken sandwiches so they don't have now it's like they've trimmed it down Mm -hmm. which is fine because we don't like I said we rarely go there
2: can I interject something yeah sure like how horrible of a podcast would it be, where the only topic of discussion was like no longer available fast food items?
3: <laughs> <laughs> you know,
0: I guess it depends. In a way, it would be terrible, but in a way, I guess it could be like reminiscing. You know, like yeah, oh, I, I would the- say,
3: there's an element of nostalgia. Yeah. I wouldn't say that you'd probably have a whole lot of return listeners. Okay, well, yeah, I'm just saying like,
2: okay, so you two are doing a podcast where you're reminiscing mm-hmm. about fast food items that are no longer here. Mm-hmm. Okay? And then so you, you're wanting me to listen so I could reminisce with you. Sure. But I think what I would actually be doing was just like – sad because I can no longer get my, you know, whatever the, the chili cheese burrito at Taco Bell. I was thinking you know, like the big chef. I couldn't think of one. I knew there was one like that. And I couldn't so I had to go to like the most recent,
0: you know, fast food tier I've shed. I'll tell you for twenty plus years, Sherry's been shedding fast food tears for the damn Arch Deluxe. <laughs> I'm like that's her favorite sandwich, maybe, maybe not just fast food, but a favorite sandwich of all time. I think it's more that like distance makes the heart grow fonder, Is kind it, of a thing. But, but isn't
2: that just like um, uh, it, it's just like a Burger King burger, just McDonald's version. Uh,
0: maybe so. I think like, I think it's just a straight up burger, just with lettuce, tomato, and we were literally talking about this with Ski's wife. Um, just uh, maybe a week ago mm-hmm. and i think she actually sent me over a yeah she sent me over a, a picture that so so this is what is on the arch deluxe okay, okay. a soft buttery homestyle bun new secret sauce for grown ups mm, <laughs> sweet, little... sweet spanish onions irish <laughs> uh, fresh crisp iceberg lettuce juicy ripe delicious tomato hickory smoked bacon classic american cheese juicy quarter pound patty of mcdonald's 100 percent pure domestic beef mm-hmm. and then a sweet extra extra fancy tomato ketchup um, which the ketchup is on the bottom which is a little unusual yeah, yeah um so yeah so that is uh it's the burger with the grown-up taste mm-hmm. um so yeah
2: so the bottom bun just has ketchup only on it
0: well yeah that's it was bottom
2: bun ketchup then meat patty yep I I don't don't like ketchup on a burger, period. Right. Especially to give it a soggy bottom.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess you have to eat it relatively quickly. Um, mm -hmm. But, but yeah, so that's the only thing on there that seems really different than most things would be the uh, whatever their secret sauce is. (laughs) Yeah, their adult adult sauce. It almost
3: sounds dirty, doesn't
0: it? Uh, Yeah, I mean, it, it
3: Adult sauce. <laughs> yeah. Trust me, it's good. <laughs> just enjoy it.
0: I will need a paper towel at some point tonight. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want any of your adult sauce, please. <laughs> for my earlier spit take. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, I'll suffer through the rest of this episode, but it's just really distracting me. Well, I think we're coming around the bend. I, I want to say we're into the final, pretty soon after this next re- rejection for Blanche. Um, we're getting getting close to the end. Yeah, yeah, Near-ish. We're, we're, we're,
3: we're not too terrible far off. So, uh, you know, I was saying they, they try to calm her down, but uh, she doubles down on her uh, decision to uh, seduce Ham. Uh, it t- she kind of goes over an impassioned speech before exiting dramatically. Uh, Sophia then says, you know, that her comments were uh, basically like the original ending to uh, Gone with the Wind. Makes it sound like there was an alternative ending or something. Yeah. Uh, we join Blanche and Ham at dinner, though, as they are finishing their meals. Uh, the waiter, named, I think, Walter, uh, brings him a bottle of champagne, and Blanche tells uh, Ham that uh, sometimes, you know, the the drink has an effect on her. Mm-hmm. She then starts to lay on the seduction extremely thickly, or extremely thick, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, while the waiter is uh, opening the bottle. Uh, she pulls Ham in close and starts talking uh, into his face about... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that <was> oddly worded <laughs> yeah. she starts talking to him about uh, the passion she feels between them and the right. heat mm. and how she wants him to extinguish it uh, as she describes what she wants the waiter in the background is clearly getting turned on by this mm. uh, and ultimately downs a full glass of the champagne he had just poured for them Right. Uh, he then hurries away <laughs> even though Ham's eyes are definitely saying that he's uh, down for what she's suggesting at the time uh his expression then drops. He kind of turns his head and uses the same line, maybe some other time, Blanche. Uh, irate at this point, she gets up and storms out of the restaurant, claiming that you know if if he doesn't want her, she'll go find a man that does. Right. And as she's stomping away, uh, she's followed by about five men, I would say, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, including the restaurant's chef. Yeah. Well, it was funny
0: because the first group of guys that are following after all look like they're. I don't know, not exactly a village person, but it's like all of them seem to have... Well, I think there are two waiters. Yeah, but they all have a tire on them, yeah, that looks like they, you know, like, oh, that guy's a chef, that guy's a waiter, that guy's a, (laughs) you know.
3: Well, at the very end, there's even a guy who's sitting at a table adjacent to them who gets up and leaves his date.
0: Yeah, I thought that was pretty Mm -hmm. funny.
3: So they arrive at home, Dorothy asks, you know, how the date went, Uh, Blanche falsely pours on the bravado about how well things went.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh,
3: Just then, though, the doorbell rings and Blanche opens it to Ham who insists that uh, he explain why he won't sleep with her. Uh, reading the room there, uh, oh, sorry, Blanche attempts to continue the ruse, though, but uh, reading the room, Dorothy suggests that her that Sophia and she go watch uh, TV in another room, or actually, sorry, she suggests that going to watch TV in another room might be a good idea. Right. And Sophia agrees, but tells her to keep the volume down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Blanche says that uh, they can stay as, you know, the story is basically out in the open now. Ham tells her that you know, he's been turning her down because he's uh, enjoying their time together as friends so much that he didn't want to ruin it with another light night uh, like the one they spent back in college at the Motor Lodge. Right. Uh, Blanche explains that they never spent the night together, uh, but he continues and insists that they did. After sharing a few details about the night, Blanche uh, realized that he had apparently slept with her sister Virginia. Uh, Ham tells her that it was the worst sex he had ever had. Uh, which is the reason he kept turning her down.
1: So,
2: so if, you, if you were Hammy, like, you experienced the worst possible sex that you could imagine. Right. Okay. 50 years later, you bump into the girl. Yeah, and sure, I'll, I'll, it's the I'm same. Sorry. i d- shouldn't have assumed it was a lady. <laughs> <laughs> you bump into your former partner. Sure. Um,
0: and you're like, like, you wouldn't, like, consider, it's like, oh, I wonder if they've learned anything in 50 years? Yeah, I mean, and let's be honest, it- <clears throat> Obviously, you know, back then, Ham was this, you know, athletic, mm-hmm. star athlete, yeah. you know, young guy with probably a lush full head of hair. Yeah, yeah. And now <laughs> he looks like he does now, which it just seems like he would not be in a position where he'd be like, I'm not even going to give it a chance. I'm exactly. not even going to try because I've got so many offers beat down uh-huh. my door. Why am I going to <laughs> yeah. sleep with this woman who, you know, Blanche is significantly more attractive than yeah. he yeah. am? which that, that's not the only thing by any means. But still, and also... This friendship that he's talking about ruining, they haven't seen each other in many years. Decades, yeah. And <laughs> assumably he's leaving town within a few days to well, go back even, to wherever he's she from. She even
3: says that, you know, she uh, wanted to treat him out for dinner. Yeah. Uh, before he returns to the rat race. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I work at a, or I, I manage a. Major manage uh, golf course. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. So he's kind of. Kind of a loserish guy, anyway, because um, obviously you know he went from being the star at the the place to managing a miniature golf course. Yeah. Didn't, didn't you even say, say he I was like a
3: valedictorian <laughs> or something? Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, he was pretty highfalutin when he left school, and now he's not even the owner, just the manager. of <laughs> And maybe not even the manager, maybe just a manager at the course, <laughs> for, all <laughs> <Yeah. manager>. <laughs> <laughs> for all we know. Second shift manager. For all we know. And yet he's turning Blanche down because he had he a bad experience with balls, her some so. 30, 40 years prior.
1: Exactly. <laughs>
3: so. But yeah, apparently so he had uh, slept with Virginia, and it was right. horrible. And that's why he says he kept turning her down. Uh, now that he knows he's made a mistake, however, he asked Blanche if the offer is still open. And she uh, then shuts him down, kind of showing him over to the door. He pleads with her for a minute before she tells him, beat it, Tubbo. And uh, basically closes the door on him.
2: Because mm-hmm. I thought his line, you know, he'd throw, trade all his memories for a quickie. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I thought it was my favorite line of the episode.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was pretty funny. But again, it goes back to, like, if a quickie is all you're interested in, like, how bad could a quickie be anyway, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. Um I don't he's know. not really built for speed. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe Virginia is like real aggressive um, or something. And, you He's know, it's a delicate flower. Yeah, it could be. I, I just can't imagine what would be at least she, such she, a lasting she, impression forty years later. She, she broke him. Reason, yeah,
2: she's the reason he cries afterwards. all right, he,
0: <laughs> it's because of her that he let himself go, dropped out of college, went to the.
3: <laughs> led him down a dark path, right. or something. Yeah.
1: Exactly. So. Where he uh,
3: has to
2: oversee a golf course, <laughs> which, as we all know, is only for swarthy, untrustworthy
1: people. <laughs>
3: miniature golf, right? Is yeah, just miniature golf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think I did. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Blanche thinks aloud to uh, her, kind of to herself, but in front of the girls, how horrible it would be if Virginia had, uh, you know, heard this horrible story. All right. And, uh, she then smiles and hurries to the back room saying, there's only one way to find out. <laughs> yeah. she, I'm assuming calls her sister.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, Dorothy tells her mother, though, that uh, she's pretty tired and she's going to head to bed. Sophia says that you know, she'll be along later but wants to uh, finish an article in the paper, then details how apparently a military, uh, the military flew an experimental aircraft over downtown Miami and then tried to disavow that it actually happened. Mm-hmm. Dorothy then walks out to the Lanai, where Rose is now looking up to the sky with binoculars. Uh, Dorothy tells her about the article uh, in the paper, but Rose was already aware of it. Uh, Dorothy basically tells her that you know because of that one incident, or wasn't a UFO, that uh, she should just basically stop looking. All right. Uh, they sit outside a bit longer on the patio chairs. Rose starts talking to Dorothy about how you know it's more fun to uh, believe in fantastical things, uh, relating it to how much better Christmas was. When all her brothers and sisters believed in Santa, which she says was, "quote, that's got to be ten years ago now." <laughs> yeah, that was my
0: favorite line of the episode. <laughs> that was pretty high there for me mm-hmm. too. Uh,
3: a, then a bright light shines. Yes, um, a bright light then shines over them again. Rose jumps up excitedly, but Dorothy is uh, completely knocked out on the uh, seat next to her, sleeping. Uh, Rose is happy though with this new sighting. Kind of sits back down, looks up at the sky, and smiles. Mm-hmm. And that's where we end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice, nice little
0: ending to it. Um, that was kind of nice, yeah. The truth is out there, so thank <laughs> you. So, uh, is that what you're gonna say? No, no. <laughs> so, did you have anything to add before we get into our uh, guest actors?
2: Oh no, I'm good. We can move on.
0: Okay. <coughs> so let's see. So I, we had a, for my dry throat. Oh, it's all right. A handful of guests in that one. Of course, the main one was a uh, John Hankins playing Ham Lush Bow. Mm-hmm. Eighty titles to his name. This was his uh, only Golden Girls. So he was on three episodes of Cagney and Lacey. And Cagney and Lacey, the return. Oh, nice! Yeah. So, what uh, was,
2: this, who was this character there?
0: I didn't write it down. I didn't gotcha. care that much. But uh, then there was a uh, Tom Dahlgreen He played Major Barker. Sixty-seven titles to his name. Again, his only Golden Girls. He was a uh, Fred Corngold in Godfather Part Two, and then he was a uh, Dean Templeton um, in the first movie that Clark Gregg ever wrote. Oh, What Lies Beneath. Yeah. So, I, wow. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> And then um, (laughs) Nick Toth, he was the waiter, 86 titles to his name. He was actually in three episodes of Parks and Rec, which is uh, what we're watching with our kids right now, and uh, in an episode of uh, Andy Richter Controls the Universe, which (laughs) I know we've mentioned on here a couple times. Um, this was his only Golden Girls, but he was on one episode of uh, Golden Palace.
3: Oh, nice. I thought he was really. I thought I liked his uh, short part very much. Yeah,
0: for a role that had. I don't know if he even said a word during it. Maybe he said like champagne or something. But yeah, extreme. You know, he he definitely expressed well or emoted well, whatever. <laughs> so, uh, who was your MVP ski?
3: I actually gave to Ham. Hmm. I said he was kind, but somewhat rude. <laughs> obviously, at the point, uh, but then uh, when he lost all composure at the end. And he got shut down. I, I found his performance overall pretty funny.
0: Fair. How about you, Brent?
2: Same. Same. I was going with him. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, he delivered my favorite line of the episode. And, you know, like, he went out with her multiple times. Like, even though he was not interested in her physically, mm-hmm. he still enjoyed her company and talking to her and everything. And so, I don't know. It sort of makes him a nice guy. Yeah, you know? I
0: guess so. Um, and then at
2: the end, you know, with a little flip, it's like, oh, he's just a regular guy. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> I actually kind of thought the, the almost humiliating thing at the end where he like completely sold himself out yeah, was, I was, was, I was pretty funny.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I was debating on this one between uh, Ham and Rose, and had Rose had that third one in there for the rule of three, <laughs> and then I think I would have given her the bump up. But because of that, I'll, I'll go with you guys and yeah. go with Ham also. Mm-hmm. I think, I can't remember who won in our first two episodes, but I think this may be the third straight episode with a consensus MVP. I think you're right. <laughs> yeah. So.
2: So the whole, it's a season-long streak?
0: Yeah, so far. Yep, yeah. three for three. And then uh, how many slices of cheesecake did this one get for you, Ski?
3: Uh, I gave it 6.5. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't anything super standout, but I just thought it was overall a generally interesting and entertaining episode. And also, I like space. <laughs> <laughs> and how about
0: you, Brent? Uh, did uh, your like, love of space help the? Uh, <laughs> I'm
2: going to go ahead and give it 6. Okay. Um, but I wanted to – I was – I couldn't find a way to deduct slices of cheesecake in order to penalize, um, you know, NBC. Oh, okay. (laughs) Because, I don't know, It's one of those things that, with the whole thing about, like, the article in the newspaper. It's basically, they're like, we don't want society to think that Golden Girls is pro-existence of UFO, (laughs) so let's go (laughs) ahead.
0: (laughs) I didn't think that. I I thought that it was something where it's Mm. like, we're showing you that the government's covering up the UFO,
2: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, so they were going, they were making it canon that there are not UFOs.
0: Well, but then she had the UFO show up at the very end. So I don't think they were making the canon that it wasn't, that there aren't UFOs. It's just that the, well, it's but, canon the government stance on the Golden Girls that there aren't UFOs.
2: It was just as a side note,
0: like, we don't know that it was a UFO that showed up at the very end. Well, that's true. I mean, it could be the traffic helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I'd like to think that, um, they're definitely leading us to believe that's what <laughs> that's, the, that's that's the carrot that they're dangling it's yeah, <laughs> the,
2: the, the rose is the unreliable narrator for that part well that's like true, if they would have had dorothy
0: like like here we go again or something <laughs> well i gave it a 5.5 um it, and i i liked the b story i thought it was kind of funny mm-hmm. um which one do you consider the b I, I guess i considered the alien part to be the b story um because of the yeah, one that got away is the name of the episode yeah. And uh, I felt like it was a little more centric on that. Um, or but centered on Because you're on that. such a huge Oprah fan. Yes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I, I actually did like that joke quite a bit. Are you anti Oprah? No, I like Oprah, but I thought it was a funny joke. You're pro Oprah? <laughs> did you just come up with that on the on the I fly? Did. There, I didn't know if I'd get it out or <laughs> well, not. Well, I'm glad that it worked out for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to think that's what you were laughing so hard about <laughs> earlier. <laughs> Lay in the ground.
2: <laughs> that was my biggest. Yeah. I don't want to talk about Loki uh, now.
0: <laughs> I'll uh, save okay. that for two episodes an hour from now. <laughs> All right. Um but yeah, there wasn't enough Sophia in this one for me. Oh yeah, there wasn't. And um and also I just like we talked about, I just kind of felt Lush or a uh, Ham Lushbow's storyline was just a little bit unbelievable to me. Um, <laughs> like, I just I just think you'd have been like, you know what, maybe. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm not getting a lot of offers anyway, yeah. so <laughs> <laughs> why not give it a go? Exactly. Um but Yeah, like I said, good episode overall. I mean, it was funny and had its good points. But
2: so, so you you're talking about like not getting you know offers and everything like that, and then like I flashed to not Ham Mm -hmm. the man, but like the dude playing
0: Ham. Okay, you know, like I I think he was probably. I didn't know where you were going. I was like, not Ham the man, Ham the meat, (laughs) (laughs) and I was wondering, could you offer me some the character
3: on Toy Story? Yeah. Okay,
2: so. So, within the episode itself, okay, we have Ham,
3: the character, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man, this is really good. Hopefully. Who, <laughs> like you said, it
1: isn't getting many offers. Right. Okay. But outside
2: the world of that show, okay, we have the, the actor playing right. Ham, yes.
0: okay? Yeah, John Hankins.
2: Yeah. John <laughs> Hankins, okay? Yeah. And,. We've not seen this dude before, okay? So he's probably not getting many offers uh, right. <laughs> to be an actor. <laughs> so, the character, mirrors him, the actor. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <That's>... <laughs>
0: I don't think that was the payoff I was looking for, but... <laughs>
1: Okay, okay, okay. I remember my point now. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So so. So Ham the actor, okay, okay.
2: John, John mirrors Ham. Okay. Okay. As far as neither of them are in a particular position to be choosy. Sure. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, but then the Ham the character, um, Rose at all. Should have lost the point again. (laughs) (laughs) So basically, okay, neither of them getting offers, okay? Okay. So, him, the character, gets the offer that he realizes is serious. Mm -hmm. He's like, and it'll be okay. Then he's going to jump towards it. You know, then he wants his role in the Mm -hmm. hay. okay? Okay. the actor john hankins okay Mm -hmm. he finally gets an offer to be an actor on a tv show a popular tv show an emmy award-winning tv show Mm -hmm. and he's like yes i am going to okay right but then he gets his not rejection but he just gets his grape stomped on okay because basically his per is to show up and have them make have Sophia make fat jokes oh. for five minutes. <laughs> it's it's like, got to
3: be a little bit harsh on him, exactly. Legal overall, exactly. Right? you're finally
2: going to be known for something. and It's going to be for a guy too fat to fuck Blanche.
0: <laughs>
4: you know, I have to like he's
2: probably excited. He's like, I got a Golden Girls, and then the
0: script shows up, and he's like. <laughs> I don't know. I'd have to think. Sadly enough, in the 80s, when the script shows up, he already knows what jokes are going to be in it. <laughs> like uh, oh, he knows. that's so, that is so true. I didn't even think about
3: so, that. He, John Candy could have told him in a heartbeat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: he, he saw Blanche's little girl. He knew it was in store
1: for him. <laughs> <laughs> so... so. Yeah. That he, was he,
3: all that episode
2: was about. Yeah. Exactly. He's like, I booked a Golden Girls. I should finally watch this show to see what
0: the tone is about. <laughs> right. and <then> his first episode was just little girl. Like, oh, I, guess I, I guess I know what I'm in for, but mm-hmm. hey, it's a role. <laughs> exactly. <It's laughs> I'm a working actor, goddammit. <laughs>
2: get my SAG card yet.
0: <laughs> so yeah, I'd say with that, uh, that was a satisfying conclusion. <laughs> so yeah. I, I think, uh, stay golden, Coco. Hey, thanks so much for downloading today. If you enjoyed that opening, you should definitely check out Ashley Jade on YouTube. She has a bunch of awesome compositions on there. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at Podcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at PC. We plan to have a new episode out every Monday. If you have a moment, give us a rating on iTunes or wherever else fine podcasts are downloaded. And of course, stay golden that and i'm really mm-hmm. glad that he's he's getting that and i think he probably loves camden just as much as you know anybody would love their own kid much less grandkid mm-hmm. um so you know i'm glad you're getting that experience with you know to to see see him from the very very start like obviously yeah, you were in Alexis's life from real close to the beginning like before yeah. she'd have any memories but yeah, she was three yeah. yeah but still you wouldn't you weren't there for that like very very first mm-hmm. stages um mm-hmm. so i'm glad you're getting to Experience that yeah, was the, the with last hammy.
3: baby I had in my house before that was my sister. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> so, um,
0: but uh, it is something where, like, I like kids, I like babies. Uh-huh. Um, but it absolutely does not, like, you know, sherry and I were not planning to have any more kids, uh-huh. and it only reinforces that when we have yeah. even <laughs> a well behaved baby around. Like, there's no part of me that it's like, oh man, uh-huh. I, I miss not getting to go through this Mm -hmm. i I think i'm just at a point in life now where like i don't take much pleasure in taking care of other people Mm -hmm.
2: Um, (laughs) be they infant or peer right yeah so it's like i don't mind helping out
0: somebody but like i don't want to be your main like i got four (laughs) people that i'm their main source of care Um, and that is enough really you know
1: yeah
0: um, <laughs> But, sherry, you know, she absolutely you know she works and and all that, and um but yeah, I'm completely like I'm ready for the phase in life where I'm only worrying about mostly myself, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm <laughs> definitely not wanting to extend my time worrying about other people, yeah, not not caring about other people yeah, but yeah, like yeah. caring for exactly, yeah, exactly, so
3: it was a weird change when like Alexis was gone for a while, you know, mm-hmm. and her moving back in. With uh, Eddie and the baby, was a pretty big 180. I mean, yeah. from the fact that me and Nicole were almost like in an open uh, empty nest type stage.
0: Yeah, I'll tell you, I am...
3: Um, <laughs> Hashtag empty nest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: I was thinking about this the other day. Oh, it's over. Yes, uh, but there's part of me that I like. You know, Camden, his, his dad is black, or at least mm-hmm. you know, mixed race or whatever. But mm-hmm. he's he's dark complected. Uh, what's the word that we. Mulatto? No, not mulatto. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, swarthy. Um, swarthy. Yeah. Um, but there's part of me that's almost disappointed that Camden, at least so far, mm-hmm. is pretty fair-complected. Mm-hmm. Um and I just I there's a little part of me that I really wish like Ski and Nicole were out with the new baby mm. and they're young enough that they could be the baby's parents <laughs> and people would be like, Oh, he's totally cucked because this woman <laughs> you know <had> his, exactly. <laughs> but they no one will make that mistake with <laughs> Cameron because he's, he's just, you know, fair complected. Hey, so Joy and Earl Jr. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyways, that was just an odd thought that crossed through my mind. <laughs>